0: What's up, Bruins fans? Welcome back to the Black & Go Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Allred, and uh, this is episode 335, and it is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Sign up at FanDuel.com Boston, because right now, new FanDuel customers get a no-sweat-first bet up to $2,500, and they also offer fantastic welcome bonuses when you sign up for a free account and make your first cash deposit. Um, I'm Mark flying solo. Uh, we have no Steve Forney this week and, uh, and no, uh, Grace Roberts. Uh, it is father's day. So this is a father's day special. So a big shout out to all the dads out there. I hope you're all having an amazing day with your families. And, and, and if you're not a dad and you're a mom that's working extra duties, um, shout out to you as well for playing both roles in a family. So, um, yeah, I'm flying solo. So we got, I got some, some Bruins news that I do want to talk about, uh, some show updates, uh, company updates, um, you know, our black and gold production sports media company is growing by the day and uh, we need to make adjustments during the offseason to, you know, get ready for an, a big, hopefully a big upcoming year, um, you know, when the Boston Bruins get back at it. So, um, unfortunately, it comes with some bad news ahead. Uh, uh, host, Steve Forney, is leaving the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, and he's going on to do to, uh, bigger and better things. Um, and I'm really, really proud of Steve uh, and and can't thank him enough for uh, his efforts here the past couple of months um, talking bees with me because he's he really brought the show to another level. Um, and he's going to do great things off the Springfield Thunderbirds as he's the uh, arena address announcer. Um, for the American Hockey League club, the affiliate of the St. Louis Blues, and and he's going to move on to do a podcast f- for them. So he's going to have a great host, and I, I guarantee it's going to be a great program. The one that I'm going to support because I'm a hockey, I'm a hockey podcast junkie. But also Steve's a great guy, and I'm, I'll just, I'll run through a wall for him. So um, again, I cannot thank Steve enough for for his contributions here. You know, he just did a tremendous job and just a good, good guy to talk puck with. Um, But, you know, Grace Roberts is still here, and we're going to bring in a new um, host to, uh, you know, grind the gears and and set the agenda, and that is um, Chris Nosek. And many of uh, Bruins fans out there know Chris. Uh, He's a knowledgeable Boston Bruins fan, um, and he works at the Block & Go Productions Sports Media Company as well. You can follow him at... C-N-O-S-E-K-6342. He's also the host of the What's Brewing Hockey Podcast with Mike Sullivan. They do live streams uh, every Monday. Another great program on the BNG Network. And he's also starting a brand-new podcast called Puck Off with uh, Andrew uh, Johnson of the Short Shift Hockey Podcast, which is also on uh, Black & Gold Productions uh, Podcast Network. So uh, we're growing. And obviously with that, we need more you know, content, if you, you know, want to join our team as a website writer, we'd love to have you. We cover all aspects of the Boston Bruins organization from the NHL level down to the prospects worldwide. If you like writing and you're somewhat decent at it, reach out to us. Um, we want to grow even more and just create more content, uh, via the website but we're also looking at for podcasts uh, you know new or existing bruins related podcasts or nhl related podcasts we're, we're looking to you know grow our network and with greater opportunities as we try to expand our company a little bit further into the digital content world so um, i'm looking forward to the challenge and and with those challenges obviously things get busy i i, I have a 40 hour week job and and i also do the, the bng productions for Forty to sixty hours, it seems, but um, you know, uh, with that workload, I've I've decided to um, you know, uh, promote Chris Nosek, who is the new main host of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, uh, starting in two weeks. So uh, he's going to come in, and we're going to talk bees, and you know, like I said, he's a knowledgeable guy, but he's coming in, in a very integral role as well, or or spot because it's going to be you know free agency, um, you know, the draft development camp all this stuff is going on uh so chris is just going to be you know grinding it out here but um but i've also promoted him to be a manager and 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 kind of help me with the day-to-day business stuff as we as we grow so you know if you have any talent as a writer or, or a content creator even even youtubers if you, any youtubers out there want to like join forces and so on we'd love to grow our network on that particular platform as well youtube's a very very um a good platform to get content out you know you get good character freaking visuals and so on of how people are and and how passionate they are when you're covering a certain fan base so um would love to have that addition but um uh, obviously sad to see chris go i mean uh steve go um you know he's he's a he's a great guy but you know i can't wait for his new program starting in the fall all right, I guess we should, uh, you know, just start the program as it is. I, I am solo today again, as I mentioned, but, um, you know, I, I got some topics that I wanted to, to talk about, you know, um, and also I reached out to our social media networks and um, – or platforms, sorry, and asked for questions or a topic I should be discussing, and, and I picked out 10 good ones from uh, either Twitter – uh, um, our Discord um, server, the BNG Discord server. The link is, is in the bio. Please join if you'd like. We'd love to have you in our community just talking hockey. It's, it's a lot of fun, um, you know, and also please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel as we grow and we're, we're getting more programs involved uh, and, you know, set those notifications because things are going to be uh, big this year with uh, lots of content coming out on all platforms. Talk about <laughs> Bruce Cassidy, you know, I mean, what can you say about the Vegas Golden Knights um, this year, this, this post season and um, you know, Cassidy as a whole, as a, as a, you know, former Boston Bruins head coach moving out there in his first year, you know, it, it, it obviously having him win, um, you know, stirs up some mixed emotions about how he was, how he departed from the Boston Bruins organization. And obviously, you know, you know, Having your boss come to to breakfast and you know, fired in your own house is not ideal, but and kind of shitty to be honest with you. But um, you know the the message remains that you know it was just a, a the locker room needed a change, and I totally get it. And you know, good on him for going out there and having that type of roster to work with, which is very veteran laden. Um, you know, it's mixed with youth, but I I, I find that that team to be very, you know, mature, if you can say, you know, just going back to uh, some narratives out there about, you know, you know, obviously he wins and it stirs up the mixed emotions of, um, see, I told you so he, he could have won here and we, you know, we could have had our seventh, um, you know, league championship. Uh, I don't believe that. I honestly don't believe that is, that is true at all. Um, I, this team is, you know, four, members shy of what they accomplished against the Carolina Hurricanes a year before when they got bounced in the first round as well I just don't think that those they helped yes but they weren't there all season and 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 so on but I just think that if Bruce Cassidy had this Boston Bruins roster I think the same results could have happened or they could have not even made the playoffs to be honest with you I just you know when, when Jim Montgomery came in and took over this team, I just thought it was, you could see that the the message was clear and, we know, we need to be more communicative and, and, and you know, not be so pushy and allow leashes to be extended longer when you're talking about, you know, individuals play and so on. And I think that he, Montgomery, got the best out of a lot of players that seemed to be on the doghouse with, with Cassidy here. So, I mean, to me, it just made sense. But that's me anyway. But congratulations to to Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights on winning the 2023 um, Stanley Cup. And and an amazing story. And, you know, just, you know, Bruce from, you know, grinding it out in in Washington and getting fired from there and starting all over. I mean, it's a a great story. And, and, you know, he should be very proud of what he's doing and, and never giving up on on the dream. And and like he said, he's a part of the club now. And, you know, that's a, that's a pretty damn good club. So, um, you know, I have no, no bad feelings about, about Bruce at all. And what happened? It, I mean, it is what it is. All right. So, uh, moving on the NHL buyout window is officially open. And, um, it seems that a, a lot of people are, are really pushing for either, um, Mike Riley or Derek Forbert, uh to be bought out in that window, both together or or one. I know there's no limit in this first buyout window. Um, I think the second window is 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 is, ver- is limited. So um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it, the Boston Bruins have been trying to get rid of um, you know Mike Riley's contract for a couple of years now, purely for for the cap reasons. You know, carrying in a, a three million AAV when you you know basically playing. In the american hockey league it's not ideal it's not attractive to other teams you know i I, i'm sure that if mike riley's um contract was 1.5 i think a team would have scooped them up a while ago but i just think that they're uh, afraid of carrying the aav and the actual money is four million this next season so i mean his aav will will still be three but the real money will be four so um that's another avenue that teams might say we just don't want to spend it on a player like him so I mean the ultimate thing is if you can't shop them and nobody's biting you, you got to buy them out you know um and I remember Ty Anderson was talking on a program I think it was the Hacks with Hags um program on uh, their YouTube channel uh Bruins CLNS Media and he was saying that if Riley's bought out Bruins would save 2.6 million in, in cap space so you're already four point five in the hole, two point six. You know, you're basically half there, and that's my Amesbury very math speaking. So, um, yeah, I mean, Forbert, I just the whole thing with with uh, um him getting more minutes over a healthy Grizzly. I just it's mind boggling to me. But we, we will talk about some of the decisions that that um you know Montgomery came out with in this first round of of this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. So. Um, it, it, you know, if they if they do buy anybody out uh, or a couple people out, I mean, I mean, those are the two right there that I would target because it would that would shed six million dollars, and it would it would be a great start to you know the long laundry list of things that Don Sweeney and um, Evan Gold have to do this off season when you're talking to your UFAs and your RFAs. Uh, it's not going to be an easy uh, off-season at all, and, you know, there's probably going to be a casualty. Who knows? But all I know is that the, the roster, it, it sounds like it's its not going to be the same. It might be a little different, so who knows with all the rumors that have been going around. This one was uh, a very interesting one, and I keep forgetting to, uh, to pop up some of these for the YouTube uh, viewers, but... Um, an article was uh, written by the Hockey Writers website, and uh, Justin Caron uh, wrote this article about um, how a big trade could help uh, the salary cap needs of the Bruins. And in the article, he said, Boston could offer the, the Jets their n- next starting goaltender by including Linus Allmark, who carries a $5 million cap hit, in the deal they could also send Jake DeBross 4 million, Brandon Carlo 4.1 million, Matt Grizzlick 3.6 million and possibly top prospect Fabian Lysell to the Winnipeg Jets. In return, the Bruins would receive both Dubas, a pending RFA, and Shifley. Uh, and he Shifley's got I think term left, I think one more year at 6.1 million uh from a salary perspective they would be sending 16.7 million in salary to the jets while taking on just shifley's contract this would leave sweeney and an additional 10.6 million before signing dubois a long-term extension for dubois should come around the 7 million to 8 million dollar mark leaving the bruins with 2.5 million to 3.5 million more in cap space than they already have today. That's a very interesting, interesting conversation right there, and a, and, a, and a lot to unpack. To be honest, I'm not I'm not sold on um, on Shifley. To be honest with you. I always get kind of you know leery about players like him that ask for trades because they're not happy in certain places. And I said the same thing about Pierre Luc Dubois as well. And the and the idea of Boston getting him because you know is he a flight risk? So I'm not totally sure. I don't I I don't see uh, the Winnipeg Jets biting on a trade like that. To be honest, um, I mean it remains to be seen how you know this roster could change and how drastic it could but i just don't um that just seems to me like a like a ps5 uh, ea sports kind of um trade but if if the numbers make sense then then you know it, it, it could possibly happen but uh, i don't know i'm not i'm not sure moving on to another topic um per uh andy strickland Uh, Boston forward Trent Frederick is an an interesting player to pay attention to. An attractive player for a team looking to add size. Uh, Boston up against the cap will need to move some money. uh, Headed to arbitration rights with Bruins if contract isn't agreed beforehand. Several teams paying close attention. Um, That kind of, you know, makes me nervous. I mean, he's an RFA, so the Boston Bruins do have team control right now um but he's right i mean i mean people teams are gonna look because they know that we're hemorrhaging right now so um you know we need cap space and so on we're gonna these are where the rumors are gonna start to gravitate and obviously andy strickland he covers the the st louis blues a very good reporter for the blues um and in the know so yeah i could definitely see him being a camaraderie around the league when it comes to like uh you know future additions to their teams but I also see the Bruins re-signing him. Um, I think that, I think Trent's still got a lot to give, um, you know, physically and offensively uh, that, that we just haven't seen yet. And, and this year under Montgomery, uh, this past year, sorry, under Montgomery, I think is, is the start of a, of a really good NHL career for Trent has that leash that it seems like he was, um, you know, yanked on a lot under a Cassidy regime. But, um, you know, I I could definitely see Frederick coming back at right around $2 And I know the cap crunch and everything like that. But I think that Evan Gold and Don Sweeney can massage that cap to, um, you know, get a spot for Frederick and, and, you know, give it a a year term or a two-year, you know. I think that could be, you know... I think that could be uh done. And I'd like to see him stick around because I, I think that he plays a big role on this team for the physical factor. And I know that that lacked a lot against the Florida Panthers in the first round, but still, um I think there's a lot there that that um the Bruins would miss if uh if he was happening to be given up. But you know, in the salary cap crunch I see him as an asset as well. Um on on the um, you know, trade trade market, so so um, speaking of Don Sweeney and um, and Evan Gold and that list of players that they, you know they have to t- uh, attend to this off season, um, our friend Dom Tiano, uh, you know, has been on top of a lot of things this year. Um, you know, any year, this guy's just amazing. But here are some uh, things that he tweeted out about uh, some of the things that have to be done. Um, requiring qualifying offers, Trent Frederick, Jeremy Swayman, Mark McLaughlin, Michael DiPietro, Brandon Bussy, Samuel Asseline, Jacob Lauco, Kyle Kaiser, and Shane Bowers. So uh, out of this list, I think um, they will qualify Frederick, Swayman, McLaughlin, DiPietro, Bussy. And Jacob Lauco, and I'm not too sure about what's going to happen with Samuel Asseline, um, Kyle Kaiser, or Shane Bowers, um, who he got in a trade for, with the Colorado Avalanche for uh, Keith Kincaid, So when he asked for a trade out of Providence and out of the uh, Bruins organization. So those are the ones that I think will probably most likely get qualified. Um you know, I was a big fan of Asleen signing as a free agent with the, you know, the Providence Bruins as an AHL-only contract, and it worked his way up to a two-way. So, you know, he's been a good soldier and so on, but that speed and and his offensive creativity kind of tailed off a little bit for me, in my opinion. So um, Kyle Kaiser has been a goaltender in the league for a long time, and, I, you know, he's a great kid, and, you know, he's a good goalie, but I just think injuries and and him just you know basically playing out of the organization is gonna play you know have him be a free agent this year i just don't think the bruins you know with what they have in brandon bussey I, I i think that we they can let go of a guy like uh, kyle kaiser and give kyle the opportunity to um you know to to go elsewhere and and have a a fruitful NHL career if he can catch on somewhere else and has a better path to do so because it just seems like the landscape and goaltend the goaltending depth, you know, have have a player like him, you know, looking, seeing and just basically saying, I got no chance for pro success in this organization. So it happens, but you know, if it does happen and he's a free agent, you know, solid thank you for what you brought, you know, coming from the Ottawa Generals and where he developed, I think really well, and then came into the, in the minor pros and, you know, got banged up a little bit and and just struggled with injuries. I think that maybe a change of scenery could change his career around. And and obviously I hope so. Uh, Shane Bowers. I'm not sure. I, he really didn't show anything for me in Providence, Uh, you know, with the trade and it was just, I don't know. I just think that he's going to walk as well. So moving on to the second tweet that Dom Tiano posted out, and uh, NHL Bruins with arbitration rights. That's Trent Frederick, Jeremy Swayman, Samuel Asleen, Shane Bowers, Mark McLaughlin, and Brandon Bussey. Obviously you know how I feel about Asleen and Bowers and everybody else. So, And then the third tweet that he sent out, um, NHL Bruins who become Group 6 unrestricted free agents. Matt Philippe, Euna Kapanen, Nick Wolf, and Jack Ashan. And unfortunately, I don't see any of these guys coming back. As much as I love to hang on to Euna Kapanen and his penalty-killing skills and his size and so on, I just think that um, if he hasn't cracked the NHL roster by now, I'm not sure if he can here. But I I don't think that that potential... That NHL potential is completely gone, like, like Kaiser, I believe that he could catch on to another organization and uh, possibly you know work there uh, to get um, you know some NHL time. so I, I, I'm not sure about Nick Wolf either. I, I think that the, the Boston Bruins have tried a, you know a project with these bigger defensemen uh, out of college and you know Rob O'Gara Gara didn't work out. Uh, Wiley Sherman didn't really work out. Um, and I'm not sure if Nick Wolf's gonna work out either. But again, you know, I liked his game, I like his physicality, but it just wasn't there all the time for me. That really stuck uh, stuck out as like a a real solid Boston Bruins prospect. I mean, it's it's everybody bought into the size and and the grit that he could bring, but I really didn't I really didn't see much of that down in Providence. And you know, I could be wrong in my assessment. I just thought that, you know, you know that project that they've been working on uh with the bigger size and trying to get a little bit of mobility out of a a bigger player has just kind of failed when they when they're looking at talent um especially drafting them so out of the NCAA I am not sure if Nick Wolf was no Nick Wolf was not um drafted he signed as a free agent so um I think Wiley Sherman and Rob O'Gara were both drafted um, but anyway, I, I don't see these guys come back. Uh, you know, unfortunate for Jack O'Shan, he was a great soldier down in Providence, and and in the NHL when he got the, the call, I thought he you know rise to the occasion when he came up to the NHL and he played good. You know, he's a fast, quick guy. He's going to catch on somewhere else. You know, uh, he he's the type of a player that could definitely a quarterback, a power play. I thought him, and I thought what he did and what Connor Carrick did down in Providence last season was pretty good when they, when they were both, you know, pretty much uh, walking the line a lot, looking for opportunities to get a shot in or, or you know, pass it down low and, you know, but it's too bad because I, you know, I really wanted him to stick around, but, you know, the, then that narrative of he's too small and, and players don't last like that in the playoffs, well, you know, I keep going back to players like Jordan, Jonathan Marsh or so, and winning a Stanley Cup this year, so, you know, even smaller players can can win win championships. Here's an interesting one that, that I've been um, pondering to talk about. But uh, it, it, I mean, it's it does relate to the Bruins, but it's not generally Bruins related. Um, it's Dana White from the uh, UFC, and he just ripped the NHL. He's he's just like fuck them. They're all old dumb fucking people that have no idea what's going on. White said. They have no idea where this younger generation is. How you reach them? Any of that shit. White also cited that some uh, statistics claiming that the NHL did 25 million video views during the uh, conference finals, whereas in his fight promotion, uh, powers. I'm not sure what that is. They got 90 million views. So basically, what he's doing is he's trashing the uh, boss, the NHL's freaking marketing um, scheme because it, it is pretty bad. And one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up is, you know, this is there is a CBA that's coming up soon, and um, this could play a tactic into how the players negotiate. Marty Walsh is now the player, I mean, the players' union, you know, guy. This, this could send a ripple effect of um, how, you know, that like the players in the league could, like, battle on for a while because if the league doesn't, like, get out of their realm of what they're doing or, or previously done as a marketing scheme they need to stop and definitely like promote these players much better because they could be getting more earnings if you you know the more you promote the more you freaking earn potentially earn and i think that the players want to see that potential earnings that they could be getting if the league promoted them better i think that plays a huge role in, in in negotiations for another collective bargaining agreement um Especially, you know, with everything that's been going on with bally sports and so on, the league losing a little bit of money. Um, I'm just absolutely shocked that that they're not promoting this league and this game um, better. You know, uh, no wonder why people rank hockey as the fourth um, the fourth best in the in the, in North America. You know, it's just, it's sad that they don't do enough. And um, I think that that definitely going to play a role. I mean, everything plays a role in in negotiations and this shit like that, and earnings and rev shares and blah blah blah. I mean, I mean, obviously the the players want more money and so on, and you know they should be paid a lot more. Like, you know, I'm not saying like the football players or the baseball players and so on of the world, but they should be getting a lot more. And our salary cap should be going up. By the way, I don't believe that 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 that's crap. So I think that the salary cap should at least go up 2.5 million, you know, this year and then go up and then the next two years, at least get it to hundred, you know, but like every, like every analyst has said, you know, in their podcasts or in their articles, as soon as the freaking salary cap goes up, all these freaking teams that are up, up against it every year are now going to be like, oh, we have no money and now you're up against the cap. So you're basically at square one again. So, and I get that narrative as well. Um, during the uh, 2023 Stanley Cup Finals um, the the ratings the national ratings took a, a pretty plummeting freaking plunge um, Alan Walsh uh, a noted player agent and on the um, agent provocateur hockey podcast with Adam Wild of uh the Steve dangle podcast he tweeted this out and um, it was kind of shocking to see Um we knew it. We knew it was going to be bad, but holy hell! The Stanley Cup Finals national broadcast ratings down forty-three percent this year from last year. So yeah, it was not good for the league, a, a league that's struggling financially, and you know, playoff uh, revenue. You know, if your viewership's down, you're not making as much money, I guess. But um, yeah, it was a tough one. You know, there's no original six members in the in the. In the playoffs, um, well, you know, in the Stanley Cup finals, at least, uh, which, I don't know, does that drive the number down because some of the league, the league's longest tenured freaking clubs can, you know, pretty much, you know, own the uh, the uh, those numbers? I don't know. It's, it should be interesting. You know, I'm battling along, and I'm sorry because I'm not good at this, uh, you know, solo podcast. So I apologize in advance. For me babbling along but um so the vegas hockey now uh website uh reported something that uh happened in the um job search for a head coach in vegas and before bruce cassidy got hired um mark stone i believe uh this is what they said i'm going to put it up here for the youtube videos and you um Vegas uh, general manager George McPhee tells a story that Kelly McCrimmon asked Mark Stone to call Patrice Bergeron before they hired Bruce Cassidy. Bergeron told Stone, if Vegas hired Bruce, they'll win the Stanley Cup next year. And guess what happened? They did. So um, there's a little bit of mixed emotions with this and so on from Bruins fans who love to freaking overreact. Um, you know, it's just, uh, an evaluation, you know, and why speak bad about Bruce? I think that, I think Patrice and and Bruce had a decent relationship, um, regardless of the room is going around about the split in the room. Um, you know, as your captain, you, you hear it from both sides. You're the middle person, you know, you're the one that's telling Bruce about what's going on in the room and how, you know, almost how everybody is. And so on. So, of course, you got to get along and have some, you know, dialogue there. But, you know, maybe there was a time for for, every, for them to split apart and so on. But to give a call and and say, you know, hey, you know, he's good character and so on. And he's a good coach. He is a good coach. And he deserves what he got. So, um, you know, good on Patrice for doing something like that. And he was absolutely right, you know. But if you look at the optics, you know, um, I think that every time Vegas made a change they got a response out of their out of the players. Uh whether it be the first time um Gerald Gallant is is the head coach the first year of their existence and they go to the cup finals and then Pete DeBoer comes in and has a pretty decent freaking season um in his first year which he does everywhere. Everywhere that guy goes he seems to have a big year and then fizzles out. So This was kind of, you know, written in the stones that this could actually happen and get a response, you know, much like how, you know, the reverse effect happened to the Boston Bruins getting Jim Montgomery, you know, we nobody thought we were going to be seeing the playoff picture with so many injuries to the roster last year, but they seemed to work it all out and, and, you know, play for one another and had an historic regular season in the, in the national hockey league. So, um, you know, anything can happen at all, but I, I'm not going to, ta- or I'm not going to tear Patrice Bergeron for saying something like that. You know, I just think that it was good character and, and they reached out to Patrice cause he's a class act and he's well-known around the league as being a great guy. And, you know, and if, if anything, that's, I think he, where you want to go, you know, you're not going to, call the coach and say hey you know how are you this and that how are you behind the bench you want to hear it from somebody that was constantly around him and during the regular season and playoffs and and you know how he read the room you know so yeah it's not that bad and i know people are you know going off the deep end but i think they're just taking it out of way out of the con- context All right, I think it's uh, part of the show where we hear from our show sponsors. Um, Let's hear from uh, FanDuel, a great, great website and so on. And uh, also, uh, to follow that, we'll hear from the amazing uh, Action Electronics. So more Bruins hockey talk, and we'll answer all your questions on the other side of these two commercials. You guys did a great job by sending some tweets in uh, and, and questions on the Discord and even on Facebook. Um so truly appreciate uh you guys helping me out getting this this uh solo dolo uh you know over with and, and talk some hockey with you. So um yeah, we'll definitely talk bees on the other side. Baseball season is in full swing and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Boston to join today. I'm using FanDuel all the time. It's baseball season. Not a big baseball guy, but there's always action to bet on. And uh, obviously the Red Sox, they're not doing great this year, but still I bet against them sometimes, and I've been successful. So, um, But there's also golf, one of my favorite things to watch uh, this coming weekend. Uh, the Travelers' Championship is at is on June 22nd to the 25th from TPC River Highlands. So if you're a golf nut like me, get in on the action. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to fanduel.com slash boston to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks are used with permission. 21 plus and president in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refunds are issued as non-redurable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com/slash sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 1-800-327-5050. That's 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. I hear from our friends at Action Electronics. Uh, for over 30 years, Action Electronics, a Walpole, mass company, has been the leading source of value-added, time-saving supply chain solutions. You can visit them online at actionelectronics.com. That's actionelectronics.com. Please give their customer service a call. 508-668-3131. Follow the company's social media accounts as well, right there up on the screen. Uh, Facebook.com slash actionelectronics, Instagram, they are at Action Electronics, and on Twitter, they are at AE Supply Chain. Uh, Don't forget, they also have a YouTube channel as well, at Action Electronics TV. So big shout out to our friends at Action Electronics. All right. And like I said before, the commercials, I want to thank everybody for the uh, the, the questions that you guys provided. I really appreciate it. Let's hit it. Let's get question number one. And this is from Old Dog. You can follow him on Twitter, at JRSTR6. That's at JRSTR6. When Bergeron hangs him up, does he stay involved in the sport or ride off into the sunset? Coaching, management, ownership, or even uh, player agency? Juniors, minor leagues, who knows? Um, I don't know. I, I think that... Patrice is one of those players that uh, is, is just blocking gold through and through. He might take some time off to be with his family a little bit and and then come back into a role much like, you know, um, Adam McQuaid has done and, and Chris Kelly has done, you know, like a player development role and maybe even learn more about the game and the business itself. Um, you know, he's beloved by the fans and he's beloved by the organization. So I think that... Uh, the bees will would heavily con you know consider having an ambassador of the league uh, like him you know join the ranks of the business and so on. Um, yeah, I could see that happening. Hopefully, it doesn't happen anytime soon. You know, I would like to see Patrice play in the 100th, uh, 100th uh, anniversary of the uh, of the team. So yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, question number two. And this is from Seth Gordon. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Seth W Gordon. That's at Seth W Gordon. My questions are: What will the Bruins' left side on the defense look like on opening night? Could see a lot change there. There are. Are there any buyout candidates available in a trade that the Bruins should go after? I'm not expecting much in free agency. Who might the Bruins sign? Um, yeah, a little bit to unpack there, Seth. Um, I don't know about the, the left side because if they want to save money on the salary cap and promote a younger player, that very well could happen. Um, so I'm not sure. Um, you know, I'm not sure if Mason Lowry is absolutely ready uh, for the NHL quite yet. Um, I'm willing to like give him a, a full year in Providence or maybe even half a season and then bring him up. Um, I don't know, but I mean that's that's just a, an option to save money. And I'm not really too sure about who they could get if they wanted to trade for uh, a left defenseman and so on. And obviously the free agency is so thin. Um I mean, you could honestly take a take a, a look at you know, uh, Shane Gossespierre, a defenseman with Carolina. He's 30 years old. He had decent numbers, 41 points in in, uh, in 75 games. He's got a $4.5 million cap hit, but he's he's UFA, so that number could go down. But then again, the salary cap's a whole different animal, so I'm not too sure. Um, but thanks for the question, and thanks for the question too, old dog. I appreciate it. Uh, question three. And this is from our Discord member Mo. Mo is the man. Um, he says, "I got one. Do you think the Bruins' new style of play last year will have the same success this upcoming year? I'm curious if we taught other teams, if we if we caught other teams off guard with our defense being aggressive, and if now teams can prepare better for it. Absolutely, I think that." Um, I think the Bruins did a really good job. Um, obviously, Jim Montgomery is a brand new coach. And John Gruden, his assistant, is a, is a new coach to the Boston Bruins just last year. So um, when they came into um, the previous season, they exemplified they want, more, they want to generate more opportunities from the back end. And they got that a lot last season. Um, which was a higher rate than ever. Uh, they were generating so much just just shots in offense and offense and and second chances and so on uh, for the forwards that were planted in front of the net for the net front presence and so on. Um. So, but that 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 wasn't that didn't translate at all to the playoffs. I I don't even remember a goal or anything good happening in the playoffs in the first round for generating offense from the blue line so um, I think that you know what they want to do this upcoming season is kind of have the same mentality but don't take the foot off the gas when it comes to the post season regardless of who's injured or not and who's new and who's not you know you all have to buy in at a certain point and they didn't buy in at all so um, not too sure about that one let's see I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything Uh, No, I think I answered that one pretty good. All right, so question number four, and this is also from Discord, um, and this is actually from Maria from Watertown. She's one of my favorite people. Is it too early to grade Jim Montgomery as a coach? I personally don't feel that he was challenged during the regular season, and playoff coaching decisions were suspect at best. I'd have to agree with that, um, just, just because that it... You heard him a couple times in in some media discussions that when he's, he's, you know, obviously pumping the tires of his team, who had a record-breaking season last year, Um, you know, that basically don't have to be coached, that he'll, you know, allows them to coach themselves. I don't think that that's going to be the same coming up next year. I don't think you will ever hear those words come out of uh, Jim Montgomery's mouth again because – um obviously things need to change and 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 at the most important times you know we don't know what's going to happen with the roster with um Bergeron Krejci up in the air um absolutely no idea with that and and who they're going to insert when they're trying to you know get a little younger at cap friendly numbers to to be cap compliant by october so and like I said before, with the free agency so thin, I'm actually not sure right now um, with salary projections on if they can even sign like free agents. Um, I think that they should go the the uh, PTO route. I wouldn't commit when you're when you're up against the cap like this and you're struggling to be cap, cap compliant, and you're already 4.5 million over in penalties. Um, I wouldn't commit to any contracts right now. But say like a player like Anthony Mantha, who's a big winger, and I think he's got a lot more potential. May, might need a new, uh, you know, change of scenery to spark something. But I think that he could come in on a PTO, show the Boston Bruins that he could earn a contract, and then do it from there. But I wouldn't commit to anything. You know, I wouldn't sign Anthony Mantha to two million two years anytime soon because we haven't seen how he could create chemistry with other players that are on the cor- cur- current core of this Boston Bruins organization so I would want to see that before I commit to it let's go to question number five and this is from Darren Burris is Bussy NHL ready is Swayman number one starter ready what would you expect in return if they should trade Allmark um I'm gonna hit the bussy one. Uh, I think he's NHL ready if if the salary cap needs him to be. Um, obviously, you know him; he's he's got RFA status right now, and he's got arbitration rights, so that should be interesting on how it goes. But I still think that he's gonna get a contract, a, a two way NHL deal uh, for like a million dollars each year. That's that's kind of my my projection. He could even do. Like nine fifty because his qualifying offer I think is eight, eight, 887000 dollars, so I want to say nine fifty to a million would get him locked in, and I think that he's the future of this team. You know, I think Jeremy Swayman is too, and he's going to be around a while. But uh, a player like uh, Brendan Bussey could be the next guy up that's going to challenge for starting time. So, uh, and he's a big kid. He reads the puck very well, square to the puck. Uh, great reactionary goaltender, really good down low. The Boston Bruins organization really does tend to have Bob Asenza and Mike Dunham work with bigger goaltenders that are good down low. You know, there's there's not many times some of these kids are allowing a, a puck off a skate, you know. It, they're getting cleanly beat, but, you know, these the, the down low game has been really strong for a lot of prospects in the developing core. So uh, Is Swayman number one? Yeah, I, I believe so. And if all Mark is traded, yeah, you've got to keep swimming around for a while and you got to, you know, pay him and, you know, and play him because I, I think that he's going to be the type of goaltender. He's 24 years old, so I think he's going to be 25 next next season. And um, I think that he could ride a 60-game se- season. And, you know, and if Brandon Bussey needs to come up for, for salary cap relief this off season. I think that they could be a great tandem together. I'm not saying that, that it's gonna be a Jennings trophy tandem like Allmark and, and Swayman did this past season, but you know, you get the kid some experience and he's there on a on a cap friendly deal. Now, if they trade Allmark to get cat you know, some um, you know, draft capital, uh I I could honestly see that um I don't know if they don't believe in Bussy this year. I think that they could go cheap on a free agent, and there's a couple free agents out there that could come into Boston and work well. This wayman, you know, even like a Jonathan Quick. I know he's older and so on, but he might want to stick around for a while. He's from the Connecticut area, you know, so who knows? Um, But that's only if you want to spend. I think Quick will come in here for a million dollars. I don't think he's going to want an exorbitant amount of money to to be the backup but i think that he'd be kind of cool with um with jeremy swimming but you know that's only if they don't believe in bussy and i i i I believed in the kid and i know he's got the tools to do it but you know a lot of people are just they want the eye test he doesn't have nhl time right now so it's always one of those questioning factors of if, if he's ready but salary cap can make teams do strange things so we'll see what happens um, BNG question number six. This is from Jason from Florida. Follow him on Twitter at Jason from FL863. That's at Jason from FL863. Would you take a flyer on OEL on a low cost prove it deal? Also, what are some other low risk, high reward players you think the Bruins should be interested in? This is an interesting question because the um the Vancouver Canucks bought out Oliver Ekman-Larsson. He's a 31-year-old left defenseman. Um, you know, we could we could definitely use a player like him. But they bought out his contract at 8.2 million per season. Um, and he's 31. I'm not totally sure if he goes elsewhere or comes to Boston that he's going to come down much off of what he made last year because that might set the tone that he thinks that he's worth. Um, not even at $5 million. If they knock $3 million off of that, I'm not even sure that they could bring him here to Boston for one year. I'm not sure if he would sign that. I think he's going to want a deal. He's 31 years old. I think he's going to want a deal that's probably going to set him up for the last remaining years of his contract. And I'm not sure if that's here in Boston with the salary cap st- structure that we have or or lack thereof. Um, so I don't know, uh, some of the free agent, low risk, high reward. I talked about Anthony Mantha and the PTO. Um, I don't know if you would like, you know, give Gustav Nyquist a, a a shot, but I would PTO him as well. Um, I don't want to bring back Milan Lucic. I am I'm tired of the story. Um, Sean Monaghan's another interesting one that could play all three forward Positions, um, but he was at six point three, so I'm not sure if he's going to want to back off much of that. So, I mean, we just don't have salary cap space for me to really guess on on who could be here. Um, I don't know. I should be interested. Like Alex Killorn is a thirty three is a thirty three year old right wing and left wing shooting left. Um, You know, he had some decent numbers last year, and uh, you know. He's at 4.4. I wonder if he comes down or if he wants to do the same thing, set up for a contract so he can have, like, a nest egg and so on. So hopefully that answers that question. Uh, thank you, Jason. Uh, question number seven, Jason Larade. Thank you, Jason. You can follow him at caper underscore J. That's at C-A-P-E-R underscore J-A-Y. Hashtag Ask and g is there anyone in free agency you would like them to target at a low-risk, high-reward type player? And if you can't sign Bertuzzi, would you like to see them try to get someone, like, bunting? Um, sorry, Jason, but this is this is probably all, like, barreled into, like, the previous discussion I just had with question number six. Um, I'm really not too sure about what's available. It's so thin and so on. I mean, I'm looking at Cat Friendly right now, but... It's just the, the the numbers of projected um, contracts that have me all over the place when thinking about additions because we just don't have the cap space right now, um, you know. And it remains to be seen what the roster is going to look like. So, um, sorry if I couldn't answer that question, but I, I just feel like I, I kind of like talked at length about it before. But you know, I'll d- drag your your question in, and it was very much appreciated. Question number eight. This is from Mark with a C. Aubie A U B E E, and you can follow him on Twitter at O B T A L K. That's O B Talk. Do you think the Bruins team up on a deal with New Jersey again? Maybe a Sharagovich for Frederick deal. I think it would be more uh, than one for one. Um, I'm really not sure about that player, Sharagovich. Uh, I've heard his name and seen him a couple times, but I really don't have a, a proper evaluation for a player like that. But um, I do with Frederick. I like Trent Frederick. I've, I've seen him throughout his career. I watched him in the, uh, the, the U.S. program, the U.S. national program. Saw him at the uh, Wisconsin NCAA. Um, his, his couple of years in Providence and obviously up to the NHL. Um, I think this is a player that the Bruins need to keep. Uh, I think he provides um, something that they they don't want to lose, uh, and I think he's well respected in the room as well, you know, as a younger member. So I'm not sure about Sharon Gorich. I'm sorry about that, Mark, and um, thanks for the the, the question. Uh, BNG question number nine. This is from Thorns Fan 19, and you can follow him on Twitter at Thorns Fan 19. That's T H. O-R-N-S-F-A-N-19. Um, what contract do you offer Jake DeBrusque to keep him in a Bruins uniform? If Bertuzzi asked for eight years for him to forego free agency, what's the maximum AAV you would offer? Um, Jesus. This is an interesting one. Like, the, the DeBrusque... He's got one more season at four million dollars, which I think is a very good deal for for him. Um, and if he hasn't, if he has another year, like he did last season, I think that he could get paid. But I'm not sure if it, if it's going to be here in Boston. Um, hopefully, it is. I'd like to see. I'd like to see him. You know, spend a lot of years here uh, as a Boston Bruin. His cap hit is 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 something that's going to be needed to be i don't know i don't know i'm all over the place on this one Uh, i like him as a player but i see value um but if he's he is signed for another year so if next year's expectations fall low real low you might see a player like him be moved at the uh, trade deadline so i wouldn't leave that out of the uh the realm but if he was to be retained and they could work it out. I mean, could you see his value being at $5 a million dollar million raise after, you know, a good year? And now it's, you know, we might give you another contract, let's say, you know, three years or four years at $5 million. You know, um, continue the show me deals that you want to be here and you want to be a, an outstanding member of the National Hockey League at the highest level and you know you're earning it if you're not earning it then you know it's not worth uh, the process in my opinion but i'd like to see jake around but you know it's a business and there's going to be a cap casualty or two this summer so who knows what happens question number 10 and the final one ask bng hashtag ask bng this is from daryl ingram you could follow him on twitter ingram Daryl, 31. Sorry about that. Uh, he says, hey, Mark, what do you think the trade value would be for Grizzlick and Allmark? Ugh, see, another one that's a tough one, tough one to think about because all I'm thinking about is shedding a roster spot in the back end and at least $3 million in salary. So that is uh, Matt Grislyk. Um And two. I think he's got value, but I'm not sure what the trade value would be so like for a player player. Um but for me, I kind of think that he should be moved for a second round draft pick to get something in the one, or two, one of the two rounds uh in this year's draft to help kind of replenish the the prospect pool. Um you know, Providence does have a decent roster. The the, the Bruins minor pro system does do well in the standings and so on, but another team that gets bounced in the first round way too often. But it's all about development down there, you know? Um, uh, so I, 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 I want to see some draft capital come back if, if Grizzlick has moved. Obviously, if Almark has moved, he could potentially, as a Vesna Trophy winner this year, get you a first round. So now you're back into... Uh, you, you know, you get a first round pick and, you, you know, your second round pick for Grizzlick and then you already have your third, I believe, and the fourth, and you don't have a fifth, and, you know, a couple of late ones. You know, that that could happen if you want to go that way. But also, you'd shed $5 million in Ulmark's salary. So, um, not out of the realm of happening. We have two great goaltenders this past season. Uh, one's going to be a Vesna, and the other, and then the tandem won the Jennings. So,. I have full capable. I have full um, trust in what Jeremy Swayman can do if he's if he's here uh, next season, and I also have trust if Olmack's here as well, uh, even though that his playoff record is kind of shady when you're talking about you know the success in the in the postseason. Um, but the way he played, I think that he likes it here, and I think that he he worked well here, so. Um, but I honestly think that one of the goaltenders is going. I just don't I cannot see any path. And I know people are gonna call me out and, and you know, get their projections out and so on, and that's fine. Please share it with me. I'd like to see the the path that they can they can realistically keep both goaltenders, but with the numbers that some some of these projections are coming out, you know, uh, Swayman could be getting uh three or four million dollars and, and he's arbitration and you know you know where the arbiter normally goes to the player if it gets that far. So, you know, do you want to have on your salary cap eight, nine, ten million dollars um, in your cap struggles for the upcoming year, and you're not even compliant? I just don't see it. I don't. I just don't see it in a world that you can keep both of them. So one of them is going to go. But which one is going to have you the greatest value? Um, you know, I mean, Swayman is a young goaltender, great prodigy. Uh, any team out there that has the, the capability to like offer sheet him. I talked about this last week, you know, is could possibly get a great opportunity for a franchise netminder. I don't want to see that happen. So, but like I said, somebody has got to go. Um, all right. So that is basically it for all the questions. We had 10 great questions. Thank you very much. Um, and again, I want to apologize. I don't normally do these alone. So it's kind of a, a shit show going everywhere um but i i just want to say thank you for everybody that participated you know for, with things to talk about to to get an hour program out and so on um we will be back next week to talk um to um steve Forney and grace roberts um and steve will ultimately this will be his last uh broadcast here on the black and gold hockey podcast as he moves on to an american hockey league um springfield thunderbirds related program, uh, for the whole season next year. So, um, uh, congratulations to him on that, but we'll talk about all that and, and obviously, uh, a signing off next week, which is going to be probably going to be an emotional one. So I like Steve a lot and I like what he brought to the program. You know, we have a great company here and a lot of great supporting members that really drive the train here. So, um, can't thank him enough for his effort week by week Been talking to me and I to understand my my shit that comes out of my mouth. So, um, we do have a Patreon account. So, um, if you want to get involved in that, next week uh, we will be giving away uh, this hand signed Adam McQuaid jersey, um, fully authenticated by uh, JSA Sports, and uh, this jersey came from um, Bruce Sullivan from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. So, for a dollar you can have a chance to win this next week. So please go to patreon.com slash black and go hockey podcast, donate $1 per episode. And like I said, all the time we do, we, 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 we use half of your dollar to pay the bills here, at the black and gold hockey podcast and, and our sports media company. And we use the other half of the dollar to pay uh, for these jerseys from, uh, from Bruce Sullivan. So, And we like to keep it going through the summer and into next year and make it an even bigger year. So please sign up. We do about four episodes a month, to possibly six. So it's a really small monthly investment of $4 to $6. And uh, you could be walking away and spicing up that fan cave because I know you need it. You definitely need it for the upcoming year. This is going to be a fun year coming up, hopefully, anyway. Um, But I do want to give a shout out to our our sponsors, uh, FanDuel. Um, you know, please go to fanduel.com slash Boston and sign up to, um, you get a first bet, no sweat, first bet up to $2,500. Um, I love FanDuel. I use the, I use the app all the time. It's one of my favorites. So, um, not very good at the gambling, but I still enjoy it. You know, just a five, max is $5. I don't go crazy. And uh, shout out to Action Electronics. Truly appreciate them being on board with us throughout the off season, and hopefully a big year with them as another great sponsor of ours. Um, again, thank you for the uh, interaction with the questions and everything. I really appreciate it. Uh, I want to say, I want to shout out um, everybody that's been retweeting, um, interacting with us. Um, check out the Discord. The Discord is a, is a community that we, we have a lot of fun with. And yeah, uh, so there's a bunch of different channels that you can hop in. You know, you can talk about the Boston Bruins, you can talk about the Providence Bruins, you can talk about the Maine Mariners. There's a, a whole shit ton to do over there, and, and you know, it, it, it honestly helps us pass the the off season. So jump in on the conversation, on the Discord. Like I said, the uh, the links in the show notes. We'd love to have you aboard. And also, I, I do want to say one more time, we're looking for help. So if you want to be a website writer or a podcaster on the uh, on the Pod Waves. Or a YouTube um, uh, video creator, we'd love to have you. Uh, just reach out. Um, Black and Gold Productions uh, lc at gmail.com. Send me a, a cover letter and so on. Details to get in touch with me are, are in the show notes as well, uh, down below. So whatever you got to do to get in touch, send me a cover letter. Let me know. What you, what particular part of the Boston Bruins organization you'd love to cover, and we'll see what we can do to get you aboard. So, again, thank you very much, and uh, we will be back next week to talk more Boston Bruins hockey as we get closer to the NHL draft, free agency, um, development camp. You know, Fourth of July is coming around; the summer is almost over, so um, we'll be talking more Boston Bruins every week until the pucks drop. So, stick stick with us. Keep participating with questions and you know, call us, 978-504-2727 is our, our, our listener hotline. Call that 24-7 worldwide. No problem. We'll answer your phone calls. Um, so until then, I'm Mark Allred. I am the founder and CEO of Black & Gold Productions, and uh, we hope that you all have a great Father's Day and a, a great upcoming week and be safe out there, and uh, we'll talk bees next week. Thanks again for tuning in and supporting this week's episode of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please give the show a five-star rating and write a review on listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. If you'd like to contact the show for advertising opportunities or to send us a question or topic idea we should be discussing, please send us an email to blackandgoldproductionsllc at gmail.com. Don't forget to share our program on your social media platforms with other hockey fans and follow our Twitter accounts at black and gold pod at BNG productions at black and gold two seven seven and at Kevin underscore O'Keefe 89. Also, please don't forget to check out our official black and gold website where we cover the Bruins organization from the NHL level down to the prospects worldwide. Peace out.